hi everybody. Welcome to a new Two Drunk Fans. I'm so tired. <laughs> you're such a baby. I am not a baby. Yeah, you <laughs> you're are. A baby. You're, you're a like 30 year old woman who. I'm not just 30 either. I'm in my late 20s. <laughs> you're like a 40 year old woman who just took the bar. I saw, actual, up, I saw actual 40-year-old women who took the bar. They came out and they're like, oh my god, thank god that's over. Are we going Suck to your up, house cupcake. for dinner? Like, And they were like, no, tell your husband hi for me. God bless. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> you know, you sound more... like Linda from Bob's Burgers. Do I? Mm-hmm. I also do a decent impression of Lois from Family Guy. Oh my god, Peter. Stop! <laughs> it's good, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty good. So, did anything happen last week while I was gone? Not really. Uh, I managed not to kill the show. Um, I think the podcast is still alive and going well. Uh, I had to find a replacement for you, though, because I'm not about to talk to people for an hour all by myself. So, I'm not sure if you heard it, but we got Sarah Gerke. Uh, who? Bribed her by Sarah, buying her who? beers. Shmara Schmerke? Who? Shmer Schmerky of the uh, of the uh, soccer desk in in our most popular podcast in the last month plus. <laughs> she only had to tweet it once, and we had like four hundred people listen. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of the Hopefully... last five podcasts, it, it's the most popular one. Yeah, yeah. We should probably uh, uh, like I try to get. It reputable people on this uh, <laughs> podcast more often. Okay, yeah. I mean... Right, because they're totally going to sign up for it. Yeah. I mean, Gerky was a stretch because, like, she's a reputable journalist. I don't understand why she agreed to help us. <laughs> Sarah Gerky, who is smarter than both of us combined. She's definitely way smarter than me. <laughs> Although, I stand I stand by my uh, all-star team. Do you? Do you really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. When, when I believe, I believe the whole way. You know, Tobin Heath is injured again. She has been now for like a month. Um, yeah, and then we got a player, uh, far, fairly, uh, she has internal medical issues. She's had those for about a month. Great, uh, great. We, 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 uh, we have uh, about 12 players who aren't on the injury report. Okay, but okay. First, first, before we get into injuries, what are you yeah. drinking? Oh, what am I drinking? Yeah. Um, I am drinking a Deschutes Twilight. Um, it's a nice summery beer uh, from uh, Deschutes Brewery. Love it. I'm so I'm glad you're happy with your drinking. What are What are you enjoying? Are you still hungover from your party hard? ways yesterday no i drank a ton of water this morning i am uh drinking a gin and tonic with a splash of elderflower and lemon juice elderflower yeah elderflower interesting you've never had had elderflower before you're like a hobbit or something as much as you drink you've had elderflower before i don't drink all that often i only drink for this show elderflower it's just a nice sweet taste to add to kind of cut the gin you know See, that's the thing, is I don't drink gin. I normally don't drink gin either. I forget why. Just there's this association that I now have. When I think gin, I feel really bad. So I know it must have been bad. All right. uh, What are we going to talk about today? What are we going to talk about from this past week? Because 
there's kind of a lot of stuff going on in the women's soccer world, and we probably should cover a little bit of it. Do you want to save what happened to Portland for last or rip the Band-Aid off? Um, I mean, we can rip the Band-Aid off. Uh, Portland, uh, Portland has two different teams this year. We have a team that could probably win a World Cup um, who has shown up maybe twice uh, or three times, three times. Um, they connect. They they show amazing heart. Uh, they play for each other. Um, they, they are badass. Uh, and then the team that has shown up about 19 times, uh, 18 times this season, is a team that is disconnected, uh, that's tired, that doesn't jive, doesn't chase, doesn't put in the extra effort. And that team showed up in Seattle at Memorial Stadium on Sunday, and the Seattle Brain uh, whooped their butt five to nothing. I think that was a pretty good summary. And we play Seattle again in three weeks, so... I'm really hoping that uh, somehow, some way, somebody is able to motivate this team and to get this team on the same page so that uh, we can give Seattle a run for their money in in our stadium and and you know finish this season out uh, with a bang. So that's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Okay, so I have I have two questions for you. Number one, because I'm cruel, how does this make you feel? And number two, what do you think is the most substantial factor in this, like, highs and lows, creaming teams 7-1 and going down to other teams 5-0? Um, I feel very disappointed, yet hopeful. Uh, I am disappointed in the lack of heart and the lack of effort that I saw, but I am also hopeful that they can do better. Um, that they can still rescue something and get third or heaven forbid if all of the dominoes fall the exact right way and the wind is blowing in from the east at certain nautical pace um, get second Uh, not entirely sure that's even a possibility but just disappointed with a side of hopeful Uh, and every day that Seattle uh, is behind us that that an awesome event was it, it, every day that passes I, I just get more hopeful and disappointed kind of shrinks uh, so so that's kind of in my opinion that's that's the that's the emotional roller coaster of a, of a sports fan your second question was uh, what's a big factor there and I think it's very complicated um, I, I think if it were easy anybody it should have been fixed already you know, Paul, we, we had a season ticket holder event yesterday, and Paul Riley did a little Q&A song and dance. And he said, you know, after that game, <laughs> I almost laughed in his face when he said this, but he said after that game, players uh, walked up to him with their hang in their heads uh, saying, we're sorry, Paul, we didn't have the legs. It's an excuse, uh, but the, the schedule hasn't been awesome. We have a lot of injured players. Uh, we don't really have consistency in the lineups and the options. But ultimately, you know, it comes down to contingency plans. And 
I'm not entirely certain Portland has ever had a contingency plan. Um, it's always been wait, wait until midseason when we get Vero. Wait until we get Tobin. Wait, 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 and then suddenly all these players are injured, and we are just not aware of what we can do and what we need to be doing. Okay, I was hoping for a a, a more encapsulated answer like Paul Riley, but um. Okay. I'm kind of over the whole Paul Riley doesn't know what he's doing thing anymore because um, he he obviously doesn't. <laughs> I mean, he kind of got out, out coached in Seattle. Was... Absolutely. I mean, he's he's getting out coached on a regular basis, and at some point, you just have to say, okay, well, if you're the weakest link, like who's gonna step up and fix it? Yeah. Um, and we all know, like, Sidney Parlacone didn't have the most amazing leadership of this team last season. And somehow the players were able to rally and were able to win a championship, in my opinion, with heart. It wasn't a tactically won championship. The playoffs weren't uh, a chess match. It was just, oh, my God, who, like, who wants it more? Um, and, and I, and I'm... My my theme for for the second half of the season, I've I've said it a couple of times. My theme is is wishing and hoping, because um, that's basically all I'm doing. Uh, wishing and hoping that the team that can shows up. Um, you know, at least you're still wishing and hoping. I'm just wishing at this point. There's no hope left. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> what happened with the Breakers uh, winning the Morgan Bryan lottery? Let's not talk about it. <clears throat> you just made me, like, open myself up. Everybody already knows what happened, though. Like, when we originally got Lisa Devana from Sky Blue, apparently we had, at that point, two first-round draft picks, and we traded uh, the higher of the two draft picks. And at the time, apparently there was, like, conflicting reporting. I know a lot of people who said the lower of the two draft picks because that's what they were directly told. This wasn't, like, some case of bad journalism. These are people who I trust, like, wrote down exactly what they were told and responsibly reported it. So then, I, what was it, Dan Laletta figures out, wait a minute, the Breakers gave away their first-round draft pick, which means even if they lose the league, they don't, they don't get to pick first, right, in 2015. Mm-hmm. So it's like... It's like slogging through something, thinking at least, okay, at least I'll finish and I'll get something like a t-shirt or a medal, right? Like a, a Tough mutter or something. And then you get to the end and somebody's there waiting for you to punch you in the face. That's, that's it. Yeah, that's, it's, it's been heartbreak for, for the two of us, you, you more so. And you um... know what, I, hindsight is twenty twenty, so I guess it's not totally fair of me to be like, what the fuck were you doing? Because even I was pretty up on Lisa Devanna at the time. I was like, I think she could be good for, you know, six or seven goals for us maybe over the season, and that would, thinking now, like six or seven goals would be huge, right? Yeah. We might even yeah. still be in playoff contention, but now we've been mathematically eliminated. But it turns out she didn't, she wasn't performing for us, and I don't think she was happy in Boston, especially based on her recent comments about how she, you know, loves playing for the spirit now and how it's so different in dc the moment she got there was i was like 
don't hold back, Lisa. Tell us how you really feel about leaving Boston. Right. Yeah, maybe it's not totally fair to be like, what the fuck were you doing giving that kind of bargain up for Lisa Devanna? I mean, because at that point, we didn't know Boston was going to tank and crash like and burn this hard. Right. So it was still preseason. You had hopes and dreams. Yeah, and we were doing well in preseason, admittedly against like college teams, but you know, there was we could you could see that something could develop out of that. Yeah. I kind of want to go back and listen to like our first week 1 podcast. Huh. And just hear like the hope in our voices and like the the optimism and whatnot. I feel like we're this season is like slowly beating it out of us. You know what though? At least we can now embrace our role as late season spoilers for other teams who have playoff dreams. Yeah, seriously. And- um so you play the Thorns next week. Uh please don't do that. Okay, sure. Um <laughs> I'm just saying that the team we we could fuck most with is obviously the Flash. Because we just played them and beat them, and then this Sunday we're playing them again. That could be fun. Could be. Um I, I wish I wish you guys all the best. Thank you. Um, hopefully hopefully you're able to salvage some, some joy from the season still. Joy out of other people's suffering. That's all <laughs> exactly. that's left to me. Joy you're gonna, you're gonna love tasting the tears of other teams. You know who also beat the Flash? Sky Blue FC. Dude, the Flash are just the Flash are in tailspin. Yeah, something like was it after the Breakers game? Aaron Lyons gave that interview where he was just so hangdog. He's like, "Season's over for us." And I was like, yeah. "Dude, you're still in playoff contention, kind of like." You give that kind of interview and your players see it and ownership sees it and like what how are people supposed to feel or think? Dude, you gotta even if that's what you feel inside. I don't think Aaron Lines is going anywhere. I think he has job security, so Yes he does. Why not speak from the heart? I mean Paul Riley freaking drops an F bomb in a post game interview and everybody's like, Oh my god, think of the children. Uh, have have you read a Sounder at Heart article? Um it came out this week uh, in reaction to the Riveters being in Seattle. Mm-hmm. You you read it? No, I didn't read it. Oh, okay. Um, if you have a chance, uh, go look it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually really, really good and really, really thought-provoking. The tone of the article was, yeah, you can be mad that they used four-letter words, but if you want women's soccer to grow... You need to acknowledge that those types of fans might start coming. Well, if the article is about the shift from, like, family-friendly to more, you know, like, it's a pro league, it's a pro sport, so you need to accept adult fans who are like that, then yeah. That's exactly what the article is. Yeah. I mean, the article's not that's what pointing we've at all the been saying. Like, oh my god, look at them, they're awesome. The article was simply going, like, in reaction to Rain fans complaining about the noise, complaining about the chance. But what I feel like is like the people who are complaining about that are not the people who are listening for this kind of message, though. I feel like the people who complain about that are people who go to like one to three Rain games a year. They're kind of casuals. They don't understand things like chants and banners, obviously. And so they're like, I just came to have a good time with my friends and family. Why are these people 
standing up and yelling and blah 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 blah. And so they're not the kind of people who who read Sounder at Heart or who read any kind of soccer media to uh, to receive this message. So there's a fundamental disconnect going on. The people who do read that message have already internalized it. I think the people who complain are never going to hear this criticism. Hmm. Unless it's like in a mainstream paper and not just on like an SB Nation site that or whatever that caters to soccer. That's I, a really good point. Yeah, I actually think that's that's part of the problem because I preach it too. I'm like, we need to get behind the fact that women's soccer is growing up. It's an adult thing now and we got to get adults on board. Like, just from the marketing perspective. But, like, the people who complain are not going to hear this because they're not aware that they need to listen for anything. So, yeah. Should we get back on topic? Should we start talking about happier things? I know. We had to, we had to vent, though. Like, this shit is so stressful. So, other games... Coming back to Sky Blue beating Western New York, um, you know who I've really liked for Sky Blue so far is Nadia Nadim. I think that was a great pickup for them. She had kind of a slow start, not really, but I think she's clicking with her offense pretty well. Um, we'll see if she helps them finish out the season strong. People might have... Nadia Nadim came to my attention anyway in the 2013 Women's Euro when uh, she played really well for Denmark. And then she, like, busted out pro-level sass during that penalty shootout. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm really pleased to see her doing well. Uh, sometimes she goes overboard with her hashtags on social media, but other than that, she seems like a nice kid. I'm all bummed now. If Let's you talk about be, something fun. If you want to be unbummed, we could talk about the spirit coming back against Kansas City 2-1. to one. Good God, that was nice. I haven't seen it, but I, I, that must have felt good. The Spirit are having a pretty banner year. I did not get to watch that game because that was day one of the bar, and I was, I, I kind of like was half paying attention to it just on social media, but, but I knew <sighs> Gareth Freckes got a goal, and a lot of my friends who are German fans were, were really excited. She, uh, she was an interesting acquisition. For them, I'm happy she's uh, they're seeing a return on that. Yeah, anytime a team takes a gamble on an international in this league, I'm like, I I hope they do really well, and I hope they're happy. Paul Riley uh, mentioned yesterday that he's asked the league to increase the rosters to 22 and allow a fourth international, which I think is a little um, wishful thinking for next year. Yeah, I mean, budgets are already kind of stretched thin as it is. I don't know how many well, teams can afford to add another two people. Yeah, well, well, we'll we'll see how it all pans out. But it's just, like, interesting. Like, there's a disconnect, sir. Yeah. The other goal scorer in that game was Nairn, who is... She's had a decent season. I really like Nairn for the spirit. I think she's... I really, I really enjoy her as well. Yeah. Um, I think a little more development. She could really be... She's almost there. I think she could be on, like, a Kim Little-level game-changer. Kim Little, Vero Boquete, maybe even Carly Lloyd. Just, like, let me let me pull some strings and take control of this game kind of game-changer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think it just requires a longer season to see a lot of players gel. Mm-hmm. Um with the teams uh you know kim little is a one in a million player she's 
she's going to be the player that everybody else is going to try to replicate next season. That's fair. I think that's fair. I'm really pleased with how well Kim Little has done, even though, even even though Seattle has beaten some teams that I wish had won. You can't deny that Kim Little is just she's just fantastic. I mean, on a personal level, I'm so pleased. She's pure dead brilliant. Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately yes, for is. you, yes, she is. So NWSL, we're we're on the eve of the third to last week of the regular season. Most teams have three more games. Um, How do you think this is all going to play out? Well, okay, so as things stand, current top four on the table, Rain, right, they're they're locked in for playoffs. Mm -hmm. FC Casey is at 37 points. Spirit are third at 31. I'm so happy for the Spirit, right? It's it wasn't a complete turnaround this season, but it was enough, you know. Yeah, they're they're really up and down like a lot of other teams. They're just they've just been a little bit more up. Yeah. So Spirit on 31 points and then fourth is Thorns with 30, but like right on their heels Chicago Red Stars with 28. So that Spirit Thorns Red Stars kind of three-way. I don't know. Red Stars have a game in hand on Spirit and Thorns. They they could make a, a late run and just be like, fuck your fuck your season. We've got three teams jockeying for two spots, and it sounds it sounds like it's really going to come down to that last game. And uh, as a as a Thorns fan, that's that's scary. Um, but at the same time, it's it's also kind. Of, I mean, it puts a smile on my face. It means that you know this. It means that it's even more important to get points against Seattle. Yeah, I think And that... it ultimately, like, the Thorns, like, all of these teams write their own... Um... Destiny? Yeah, I mean, they can't rely on other teams to choke or for, you know, other teams to, to stumble. They, at, at this point, every, every game is a playoff game, and I know that we've been saying it in Portland for about four weeks now, um, that every game is a playoff game, and that's partially why we get so disappointed when they don't do well, is because, well, you guys should have been treating this like a playoff game, and if you lose in the playoffs, we all know what happens. I think this upcoming Spirit Red Stars game could be interesting. Yes, yeah, I don't know. Uh, last last three weeks are going to be are going to be a crapshoot because um, while Chicago has a game in hand, uh, Chicago also has to play another double. A double duty week. Yeah, so let's look at it. The Spirit play Chicago, Seattle, and Sky Blue FC. That's their next three games. So I think they can they can pick up points. They can pick up at least six points out of that. I think they could. Chicago plays Washington, FC KC, and uh, Boston, and the Western New York Flash. So out mm-hmm. of that they could pick up six or nine points, maybe a couple of ties. And then Portland, Portland plays the Dash and the Rain. Okay. Portland plays the Houston Dash, Boston, Boston Breakers, and the Rain. Yes. So, so I think they could pick up uh, six or seven points out of that. So, yeah, really, it... it I, it, it might come down to what it came down to last season. Who wants it more? Yay, sports. 
so much fun. So exciting. Um, and then we have at the bottom of the table, the bottom four, I think are going to be Flash, Sky Blue, Dash, obviously Breakers. Yes? Uh-huh. Yep. I mean, Dash and Breakers, we don't even have 20 points. Houston Dash is That's... at 18 and we're at 14. That's rough. Yeah. I don't know if the Breakers will finish the season with 20 points. Can we win two more games before the end of the season? Sure, absolutely. Boston has shown they could they could win at any time against almost any team. They just don't. Right. What's what like what's it going to take to fix Boston? New coach. Hmm. New coach and maybe uh, some more solid defensive pickups. Yeah. Our backline needs retooling. And and maybe maybe one like really solid finisher like a Sid because Sidney Larue scored I think eleven goals last season, and it wasn't even a particularly good season from her. So when you have someone like Sid Larue, you know eleven goals makes all the difference. I'm sorry, listen, air that you deserve better. <laughs> it's sometimes so. What motivates her? Um. Sh- sheer cussedness where it's like I started this I'm gonna finish it by god cause it's not so, like she per- it's it's not like she's letting in 45 goals cause she performs badly so I think her motivation is still to like prove she's she's a good goalkeeper and we've yeah. seen that she is she just gets l- let down sometimes and a couple times she's made some bad challenges I, I think her one on one decision making needs a little work well and it's one of those things where she she is still technically in the hunt for that like number four goalkeeper spot i'd say number, or number three, three. Yeah, i mean number if, three. if barney is is out um if barney can't go to her right because of her busted up ankle foot club thing yeah i'd put um, there in for that number two running if barney's out yeah if barney's out she's like number three three number two of course she's going to make those ballsy decisions it's they just don't pan out for her who else do you think could go like in that three spot from and among nwcl keepers because uh and ones who who aren't currently injured so we can't be talking about like french or whatever sorry french because i think if she were Uh, healthy she'd definitely be in this conversation i think Brittany cameron's up there yeah b cam she might be she might be the only American that yeah. I can think of um, because... who who would enter enter that uh, in in that position. The only other two who I think could even begin to kind of who I who I'm thinking of are uh, Kopmeyer for the rain and Weiss from the Flash. Mm-hmm. Who could who could like potentially get called in for evaluation not even i'm not even saying like fight for a number three spot just get called in to get a get a look Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i think well weiss weiss is just in this weird position where she was number three yeah and now she's getting minutes because the flash don't have anyone else and it's like well i guess that's why you have three just just in case this exact situation happens that's the flash are just uh, it's it's a clusterfuck Carly Lloyd gets a fifth card, but she can't get suspended because one of the cards gets wiped clean because she already got suspended. 
after the fact. And, uh, that was and fun. It must be the cluster, only time man. in soccer, men's or women's, that punching someone earlier saved you from a suspension later. It's, <laughs> I, I'm dumbfounded. Only Carly. Dumbfounded. Yeah. Um, NWSL, I think there are a lot of um, quirks to it, but this whole making up rules as we go thing is definitely awesome. Like uh, cooling breaks. Great idea. Great idea. Cooling breaks, yeah. I love, love the concept of cooling breaks for when it's super duper duper hot. Um, like it was in Kansas City last year for the the semifinal um, for the one playoff game. All I things- love that we are in the, you know, with four weeks left and cooling breaks get introduced. Yeah. Love it. That was the thing, though. I think on its face, nobody is going to be like, no, we shouldn't have cooling breaks. Like, it shouldn't be about the health and safety of the players in ultra hot weather. But yeah, I think everybody was miffed, like, but now... And then they looked at the timing of it, and they were like, hmm, okay, sure. All the other teams up until now have just suffered through it, but okay. <laughs> okay, we have a certain team with certain clout at this point. Was that? Who would have to suffer through it. So that being said, how do you think playoffs are going to, how do you think playoffs are going to fall out? Who do you think is going to be the top four, and how do you think it's going to go from semifinals to finals? I think that between Houston and Boston and Seattle, the Thorns could probably get seven to nine points. And I think that uh, D.C. um, is probably going to walk away with six, and Chicago probably six or seven themselves. Um, So I see the, the Thorns actually moving up to third, and either D.C. or Chicago in fourth. Um, in a perfect world, I would love Chicago to be in fourth. Uh, nothing against the Spirit, but Chicago has already beaten Seattle once. Um, so that would be a fun rematch. Uh, but at the same time, I think, I think that the Thorns uh, uh, being able to go out to Kansas City, play Kansas City again, um, is an advantage. I, I think that if we were to go back up to Seattle for a playoff match, um, it's going to be a challenge for anyone. Uh, And being a homer, I I don't want the team to have to do that right away. Um, But, you know, I'm I'm an idiot. Um, I know nothing about soccer. I'm I'm a dummy. And I, I think that the Thorns could pull out a win in Seattle if everything is on the line. I think... My top four, one and two are going to be Rain and FC Casey. Three and that's four. Easy. Yeah, that's easy. Three and four is where we're like, who the fuck? I think it'll be Spirit and Thorns. Like, what order that'll be in? I don't know. Will it be Spirit three, Thorns four, or Thorns three, Spirit four? I would almost say Spirit three, Thorns four. Thorns might squeak in. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, Rain, Thorns, and the semis, I see the Thorns getting knocked out. And between FC Casey and Spirit, it's closer. That could go either way. Do you I think, think FC Casey could finish it? They could. They could. But you know what I think would be some poetic shit? Would be if the final was Rain and Spirit. You know? How is that poetic? Because they were 7-8 last season. Because they were the two season. butt monkeys last year? Yeah. 
They were bottom yeah. of absolute pits bottom of the table last season. Well, rain started turning it around near the end. They were bottom, and if the final was them battling out for the top two, I think that would... I'm not saying I want that, but I would probably still... En- I would enjoy it if it happened. Hmm. That's interesting. Spirit and rain. I think it's going to be, uh, in the final, I think it's going to be Portland rain. I would enjoy that. I would probably try to travel to see that. But the one thing that could throw a wrench in all this is there's some other shit going on around the playoffs, schedule-wise. Namely... Friendlies. Friendly singular, right? Because we're only playing Switzerland. Yeah, once. just the just the one against Switzerland. Yeah, that's in North Carolina, a ten thousand seat stadium in North Cary, North Carolina. That which I don't think the teams played at since like two thousand ten. Um, of course it's sold out. It's North Carolina, and B, it's a ten thousand seat stadium. It should sell out. That's the level of expectation we're at for the women's team now. Ten thousand should sell out. No one needs to be surprised at that. I'm just surprised it sold out as quickly as it did. It sold out a month in advance. So, yeah, women's national team is playing Switzerland August 20th in North Carolina. August 17th, we have Portland and Rain and Breakers and Dash. And then August 23rd is semifinals game one. Yeah, and Paul Riley yesterday confirmed that U.S. Soccer is going to be calling up all players. Um regardless of which club they play for and where the club is in WSL standings. So I don't know what U.S. Soccer is fucking thinking scheduling a game on the 20th right smack in the middle of like right after regular season ends three days before semifinals start. It's like they don't even care. I I want to say it's because they want to see who's going to be the loyal players who are like fuck you and the nwsl season we want to go to the world cup so we are going to ditch our team and answer the call of duty i mean that's it's a little bit of like the drama that we sometimes in the past have seen on the men's side like certain players will choose not to answer the call up i highly doubt it's actually going to happen but wouldn't that be fucking hilarious it would be hilarious but no one's gonna fucking do it so uh, apparently... I, I would pay $5 to whichever player didn't do the actual call-up. Yeah, apparently August 20th is a FIFA reserve date, so there's nothing anybody can do. Just because you have a FIFA date doesn't mean you have to use it. Oh, absolutely. Right. absolutely. Right, the point of this league is so that players can domestically have continuous, like, can have continuous experience... And not have to travel all over and just get, like, a camp three or four times a year. If that. So then, by yanking players probably from almost every team near the end, but, you know, for some teams it's not going to matter as much as others. But definitely probably from the Thorns in the Rain, who are playing on the 17th, how's that going to help? Because you know players are going to get called from the Rain. They're going to call up Hope and Sid and Pino. And I pray to God they call up Keelan Winters. Yeah, Keelan deserves a call up. I hope she doesn't get called up because the rain need her, but she no, deserves I one. hope I hope the rain fall. I hope <laughs> half the rain team oh, I, gets I, called up I just for on. the U.S. women's national team. I, I hope I hope they have had such a successful season that they all get called in. Yeah, 
You're so magnanimous, Gab. Just so giving. I I want I I want U.S. soccer to grow and be better, so they better call up all of the uh-huh. brain players. Yeah. So these guys are gonna get called up, and so, um, so let's assume they miss the seventeenth game because they're not gonna play the seventeenth travel and then play again on the 20th that's just wrong yeah because that's got to be a camp like there's got to be a camp yeah they're gonna get called in a weekend before whatever and then so let's assume the 20th right that means they gotta fly be back and then play on the 23rd they'll probably fly to directly wherever they have to go Uh uh-huh or the 24th but that means at most right assuming they fly out directly after the game on the 20th they're gonna like have that night. Yeah, twenty first, twenty second, twenty third. They'll have three days to rest, reacclimate, and then play a game at most. Two days if they play on the twenty third. That sounds like success. That sounds like a recipe for injury. That sounds like success. Hey, maybe Tobin won't get called up because she's injured, and then she'll be our number twelfth player that we need on a bench, and so she might potentially. Um, play one sorry, more what, your game num- for the Thorns this year. Your number twelfth, is that what you said? Number 12th? our number twelfth. Yes, twelfth. Number twelfth. Yep, I am on my third beer. Um, so my number. Oh, actually, my. Oh God, I'm on like my sixth beer because I had three beers before <laughs> I even started this. I'm Gab. I'm not on my third beer because I'm on my sixth one. <sighs> I have five I, I yellow it, cards, I but I can't now. be suspended because I already punched somebody. Hey, she gets a she she bought five and she gets a sixth for me. You know what? I mean, yes, this is so fucking frustrating. Like the league needs to be professional. It needs it needs consistent <laughs> rules if fans are going to buy into the league and understand what's going on, and the players too. It can't mm-hmm. be Calvin Ball, but on the other hand. I can be stressed about this, but I can laugh at it too. Because if I don't at least laugh a little bit, I'm just gonna cry. I mean, it could be because I'm really tired, but I also, yeah. So I, I choose on the inside. Yes, I'm concerned, but I choose to laugh on the outside to at least release some of the stress of being a fan of this league. Being a supporter of this fucking league, man. Yeah, not just a fan, a supporter. I've put way too much time, money, effort literal blood and tears into this league to oh my god i haven't blood yet i have uh some scars on my legs i don't think the league has my blood yet no the league has my blood because i'm clumsy uh what else what else do we have on our on our to-do list here we gotta at least mention uh the u20 women's world cup which is starting super soon Gab, are you you rooting for anybody in particular? <laughs> I thought you were gonna own this. Um, yeah, so, so... <laughs> fuck you, man. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't realize like you were waiting for me to join in. I was like, oh, she's looking up something. Um, yeah. So the U the U20 Women's World Cup is going on in Canada. It starts up um, in the next couple weeks. Um, no, teams are competing on Canada. Three days starts August fifth. God, it starts in three days. Well, four days, I guess. But by record time, it'll probably be three days. I mean, All right, by the time we post, weeks, it'll probably but, be three days. Um, yeah. If you if you wanna if you want to watch more women's soccer, because if you're listening to this podcast, you probably want to watch 
all of the women's soccer. Um, if you want to watch more, tune in to ESPN. I think gets has the rights to the women's world, the U20 uh, women's World Cup. Yep. And uh, cheer on the good old USA because you know we're all going through World Cup withdrawals. Uh, if you pay, if you tune in and pay attention, I'm not saying that you'll see any of those players at next year in Canada, but in the next few years, uh, odds are that they will um, be the next uh, girls that girls and boys fan girl over. So I'm not gonna be like, yeah, you you should watch the U20 Women's World Cup and the 2015 Women's World Cup. Like, if you're complaining about no more soccer, because if you are deep enough into women's soccer to be listening to this podcast that means you have exhausted a lot of other media so thank you for making it down this deep and you already know you already know to watch the u20 women's world cup and the 2015 women's world cup right we are preaching to the choir we're preaching to people who are sitting there like annoyed at us for not knowing more about the u20 team i know i know we, like, we shouldn't have the downfall of U.S. soccer. We shouldn't have brought brought it up at all. All oh, we um, care about is Alex Morgan and Sydney Larue, obviously. So now we've come to the portion of the podcast where you could probably just click out and stop listening. I think I think uh, you actually wanted to skip ahead to this section, so you might have just tuned in. It had just happened. Um, Gab and I made another bet based on the outcome of a Boston-Portland game. And the first one I, I won, admittedly to my surprise, and uh, Gab sang for us. I'm really sorry that you had to deal with that. But we made another bet on the outcome of a Boston-Portland game, and... I I, I won. And uh, by, by, by a, a very significant... By a landslide. How about some Michael Jackson? I can do Michael Jackson. Maybe, yeah. Uh, I'm talking about the man in the mirror. What's the Free Willy song? <gasps> um, I don't know. <laughs> Will you be there? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> just, just go away for a while or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Like the river Jordan And I will then say to thee You are my friend Carry me Like you are my brother Love me like a mother Will you be there?
Oh god, I messed up! <laughs> Keep going! Keep going! Because you don't love me like I love you. <laughs> Good job, buddy. Good job. Oh, uh, did you enjoy that? Wasn't that wasn't so bad, was it? Uh, considering I haven't heard that song in something like 15 years. No, more than that, like 18 years. Oh, how old are we? How old are we, though? I called you 40 earlier, so... I mean, you would know, right? Because you were born in 1943. Wow! Free Willy came out in 1993. Right so into that one, didn't I? You were already 50 years old by the time Free Willy came out. I don't see why you're drawing a blank. Walked right into that one. Yeah. All right. Do we have anything else? We've who's your player of the week? Like who's your player? Who's your player of the week? Oh fucking hell, man! We didn't do a player of the week last week with Gurky. That was with Gurky, okay? You're back with me now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Get with the program. I, it was it was different. She was different. Don't get used um, Don't get used to Sarah Gurky, okay? You're not gonna get treated that nice every week. <laughs> she was so nice to me. Even was though she I'm though? An idiot. She Did was it take so her like nice. it took her like five minutes into the podcast to be like, I run this. I know. It was embarrassing. She oh man, but it was so much fun. Like uh, it was it was one of those times where I was like, "Can we hang out a lot?" Because I, I like, I you're easy to talk to. Um, player of the week for last week, I would have to say uh, Becky Sauerbrunn oh. uh, with her amazing chip bowl. Even though Kansas City couldn't pull it out, uh-huh. I love it when she is an out of control defender running forward and scores while attacking center back, huh? Yeah, Wild Attacking Center Breck is my Player of the Week. Um, didn't we give Player of the Week to Brune before, though? 
I swear to God, we've named Becky Sauerbrunn our player of the week before. She's amazing. Does that mean she's not allowed to be a repeat? Is that an NWSL-esque rule that we want to just institute? No, I'm just looking at other score lines. I'm just looking at other score lines. (laughs) We haven't ever posted on the thing like who our player of the week was. I mean, this would be the week I would nominate a Boston player, though, based on what we did to Western New York. Well, then nominate one. Heather O'Reilly. I nominate Heather O'Reilly. What did she do? She scored two goals against Western New York. I mean, one was oh, a penalty she kick. She scored two goals? Yeah, she scored two goals. One was that's a penalty how, kick. That's but it was, how well I'm paying attention to Boston. It was a really good, it was a really well-taken penalty kick. Hale has been on point with her PKs this season. God, how many PKs have, have Boston had this year? Not that many. Less than Jesus 10. Jesus Christ. Less than 10. Less than 10. Not that many. Only half their goals have come off of PKs. We are the new Washington Spirit. <laughs> I I will I will concede to Hale. Aw, thanks, buddy. I will I will dub Hale uh the two drunk bands P O T W. P O T W? P O She she scored one PK Pody. and one on a Pody. breakaway. Pody po 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 Pody. Po Pody? Pot Potwa. Hale scored one PK and Hale scored one PK and one was on a breakaway and yes. And Hale is the two drunk fans. I'm sorry, Becky, but please just let me have this. <laughs> we just need Becky to do more. Please just let me have something. Please. We could have had it. Oh. No, no, we couldn't have. <laughs> All right. Good night, buddy. I'm going to go lie down in bed with my headphones on, listening to some sad bastard Tegan and Sarah breakup music. <laughs> I almost had you sing a sad bastard Tegan and Sarah song, but you didn't know it. I don't know all their songs. I'm a bad lesbian. I admit it. I'm a Philistine. I'm culturally illiterate. All right. I'm an animal who shouldn't ever be let out. Is that what you want to hear? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have a fairly a- encyclopedic <laughs> knowledge of movies and TV, though. That should count for something. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start watching Buffy. Yeah. I've yeah. never seen it before. You never saw Buffy, so I think we're even. Okay, we're even.